the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. St. Petersburg. This is an encore presentation of Janae's Tropicals. Whether it's palm trees or plumerias, nothing says Florida paradise like tropical plants and trees. Unfortunately, nothing says paradise lost like seeing those beautiful blooms wither. WTDN welcomes you to Janae's Tropicals, the program that helps you get your green thumb back for good. You can find Janae's Tropicals online at tropicalfruit.com. And now your host for Janae's Tropicals, here's Janae. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Woohoo! It's a beautiful day. I truly treasure my Saturdays um, and Sundays, of course. Um, it's just, they're so pleasant. Uh, the kids are out of school for the weekend, and uh, I just I just love it. It's like a nice break through the week. Um, and by the way, the, the kids are, they had half a day yesterday. They had their uh, Thanksgiving on the lawn. Uh, my daughters go to Keswick Christian, and um, it, it was so fun. My one little girl, she did the um, turkey pokey. You put your right wing in, you put your right wing out, and then you shake it all about, and it was just so darling. And then my other daughter, April, is on the, it's called Tribe, the Praise and Worship Team at Keswick. And it's so uplifting and fun. So love being involved in the kids' school. So my name's Janae with Janae's Tropicals. And you're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910. WTBN, love you guys. You're a blessing. Today's a great day to visit me. We're, we're coming into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's just a wondrous time of the year. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. It's very, very easy to get to. Um, <clears throat> phone, 727, and I don't know if you'll even write this down, but hopefully you'll come see me. 3441668 and you can also find me at tropicalfruit.com. So there's a lot of ways to find me, but the best way is hop in your car and come see me today. So <clears throat> I I was driving the other day and I saw a fun uh, saying on a church billboard and it was cute. It caught my eye and it said don't be a turkey, give thanks. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So um, very simple. So don't be a turkey, give thanks. We have so much to be thankful for. Um, it's just amazing. So this time of the year, one of my favorite, I know I always say that because I love my trees and I love my fruit trees and I just have the most wonderful occupation in the world. Um I, one of my favorites is coming into flower, and this is a lovely, lovely, fast-growing shade tree. It's called da, 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 Bohemia Blakeyana, um, commonly known as the Hong Kong orchid tree. 
And there are there are many different uh, cultivars of Bahinia, but one of the many nice things about the uh, Blakeyana, the Hong Kong orchid tree, um, is that it it's a natural occurring hybrid, and it does not produce seed. So although the other orchid trees are are very very pretty, <clears throat> they they shed quite a bit during the winter, and then they do produce a a very um, large amount of seed, um, which can be uh, pretty aggressive when, when it drops. I mean, you can have orchid trees popping up all over. But the, the Hong Kong orchid tree is a, a very, very um, special tree. Um, and as I said, the Bahinia is a, a large genus of um, flowering orchid trees. And you may know this already, but many Many trees and plants and bushes are named after people, people who have discovered um, these trees. Um, although many have been around for hundreds and probably thousands of years, um, at one point somebody takes recognition of this beautiful plant and then they name it after themselves. <laughs> which is, a, that's a fun thing to do. I would like to do that. That would be really fun. So the, the, um, the Hong Kong orchid tree is named after two brothers, Johannes and Caspar Bohin. And they lived in the 15 to 1600s. And they were brothers. And the Hong Kong orchid tree leaf is double-lobed. It's actually is shaped very much like a heart. Um, it's, they're considered twin-lobed leaves. So the tree was named after these two brothers because of the shape of the leaves. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, the, the tree, Hong Kong orchid tree, is native to um, China. So most of the um, orchid trees are native to India, China, and uh, Southeast Asia. And... Um, there's just so many gorgeous varieties. Um, it's normally a deciduous tree. The Hong Kong orchid tree is uh, dis um, considered semi-deciduous. It does not drop all of its leaves, which is really nice, too, because it's not really a messy tree. It's um, fairly cold tolerant and grows very, very quickly. So if you're looking for a small specimen tree, it grows, let's say, 20 feet high and 20 feet wide. Um, something, uh, a small tree to plant along the street, um, or you can even keep it in a, a large container or conservatory. Um, so the Hong Kong orchid tree is just a great tree for that. Um, they begin blooming this time of the year. So we have quite a few trees in the nursery. Um, and I, I noticed yesterday, as I'm out there weeding, which is great therapy, by the way. The weeds always grow, sometimes the best. Um, I noticed that all of my trees, whether they're small, like my three-footers or my um, um, eight- to nine-footers, they're all budding up. So they're a great tree for for uh, fall, winter, and spring blooming. They, they actually bloom November through May. And they have a large, beautiful uh, purple to fuchsia colored flower. It's like, well, well, we'll call it like a deep magenta. It's very, very pretty. 
and the bloom itself reaches so gosh four or five inches across and they come out in in big clusters so when the tree is in full bloom it's absolutely gorgeous so the hong kong orchid trees is truly one of my favorites and it's it's just a great tree for uh fall through spring blooming so there aren't too many other trees that bloom this time of the year um, so this is a great one and it blooms and blooms and blooms um, as I said it's it's semi deciduous so I really do not consider it um, a messy tree it, it may shed a few leaves here and there but uh, overall it's it's very easy to grow um, habitat it um, takes a wide range of soils. It actually can take a very limey soil, like a limestone base. Um, it's not too picky. It grows great on the beaches or if you're on the coast. Um, it's just an ideal tree. It's fast growing. Uh, once it's established, if you drive around the city, you may notice the trees coming into bud. And many of them are just growing without any irrigation. So once they're established, uh, they need minimal care. Uh, they can take full sun. They make a, a beautiful shade tree. Um, they're just um, all around uh, just a great tree. And I've, I've been trying to note that a lot of the trees, a great many of them, are, are great for the environment. Um, the birds and the, the bees and the other little insects love the nectar of the Hong Kong orchid tree flower. So if you're in a nursery and you ask for a Hong Kong orchid tree, a sure way to tell, and they have a, a very unique growth habit. It's um, kind of lanky and sprawling. So when they're young, it's good to, to prune them and shape them. But um, one way to tell if you go to purchase a Hong Kong orchid tree and it has a big seed pod hanging from it, you can rest assured that it is not truly the tree you're looking for because they they do not produce a seed, um, whereas the other orchid trees do. So that is one of my favorite trees. And as I said, there are there are many other types of orchid trees. Uh, they come in white. The uh, Bohemia alba, alba meaning white, <clears throat> is very, very pretty, um, fast-growing tree. They do produce seed and they do go deciduous, but many flowering trees do. Um, there's a Galpinii, which is which is an interesting little tree. That's if you're um, lacking space and you feel the Hong Kong orchid is uh, too large of a tree for your uh, small yard, or if you want something for a container. There is a, another uh, type or another cultivar called um, the Galpinii, which has a very small um, leaf on it, and it has the beautiful flowers. They're shaped very much like an orchid, and the color is a brick red. They're very pretty. They're great for containers, or if you just want a small flowering tree, they they can grow up to. Oh, I would say six to 10 feet, but many trees love to be pruned. And then there is a white um, orchid tree called Candida. Candida, it's very, very pretty. It's pure white. And the tree is also a dwarf tree, and that one's good for a, a small space. 
um, small garden, and I could go on and on. There's Bohemia purpurea and on and on and on and on. Many, many, many pretty varieties. But um, for your winter, your fall, winter, and spring bloomer, my choice is the Hong Kong orchid tree. And you're looking, or you're, <laughs> I'm Skyping live today. Bear with me. It's a beautiful day. You're listening to Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. My website is tropicalroot.com. Hop in your car. It's very, very pretty out. It's not cold. It's not hot. Um, it's a great day to visit the nursery. There's so many pretty things to look at. We even have a few poinsettias in. Some people like to decorate at Thanksgiving with their poinsettias. Um, just lots and lots of pretty things. So my flowering tree pick is the Hong Kong orchid tree. So, um, you know, let's talk about plumerias, the frangipani. Many people have plumerias. And where did my notes go in my plumerias? Oh, boy. Uh, many people have uh, plumerias in their yard. They're one of the easiest uh, plants to grow. If you have a brown thumb and you kill everything, I recommend a plumeria <laughs> for you. And common name is uh, Laetri, uh, Frangipani, Plumeria, and there are so many different varieties of Plumerias. And nothing says tropical like a Plumeria. So, and if you're not sure what I'm talking about, Google it, Frangipani or Plumeria. Um, we're in the Tampa Bay area. And we're just like five minutes from the Gulf beaches. I'm right between St. Pete Beach and Treasure Island Beach. So there are plumerias or frangipanis all over the place. And we have a lot of uh, visitors that, of course, stay along the Gulf beaches. And um, they see the, the plumerias in the ground. And they come into the nursery um, to buy a small specimen. And we have all different colors. They come in and... Just uh, an abundance of colors from uh, yellow on white to uh, white on yellow, meaning a white bloom with a yellow throat. They uh, come in, there's one called rainbow that's absolutely gorgeous. It, it's a combination of colors. It's pink and red and yellow. Um, there are soft pinks, dark pinks, uh, deep, deep reds. They're, they're all so pretty. And... They smell just heavenly, and they actually do have different fragrances. They they are just such a lovely plant, and the growth uh, or the blooms come out in very, very large clusters on the ends of the branches. <clears throat> so if you can't grow anything, I recommend a plumeria for your garden. Um, and they're actually native to Mexico and Central America and can get quite large. They're all different, and there are different cultivars. Some stay a little smaller. We have one with a very unique leaf on it. It's called Plumeria pudica, which grow, uh, of course, in Mexico, and I've seen them in Puerto Rico, and um, it's a very, very pretty plant. It, it grows up to six feet. It's very tight at the base. Um, it has a very unique 
um, leaf on it. It's almost shaped like an arrow. It's kind of pointy at, at the end. Um, just picture an arrow. Uh, the leaf is very slender. It's only probably an inch diameter and on the average um, 12 inches long. So it's unique. The blooms are pure white. Uh, they do not have any yellow or any other coloring on them, but they bloom all through the year. They're great for a container. They can take the dryness. They can take neglect, and they always look beautiful. They're very, very rewarding. And it stays small. As I said, it only grows to about six feet, and that one's called Plumeria pudica. So one of, one of the many neat things about Plumeria is that it's so easy to propagate. So if you're at a friend's yard or at their house and you they take you for a tour of the gardens and you see this magnificent plumeria, ask them for a cutting or share your cuttings with your friends. Um, swap colors. Um, they're so easy to grow. If you take a cutting, we'll say try to get at least a foot um, you can just take a cutting right from the end or a branch. A lot of people take cuttings of plumerias if they're um, trimming them back and they just take them off to the brush site. So you can even find them out there. So the best thing to do is not to um, put, after you take a fresh cutting, you want the end to scar over. Uh, they have a, a latex or a sap that um, can be an irritant to some people. So when you're cutting it, I would wear gloves or try not to get the latex all over. But um, if you want to grow more, take your cutting and lay it out um, in a partially shaded area and let it scar over for a day or two. Um, you want it to harden on the ends so it's not soft. Um, if you take your cutting and you put it right in the ground, uh, the, the interior of the plant is, is very fleshy and it may end up rotting. Now, if you're taking cuttings and trying to propagate this time of the year, it's a very slow process. <laughs> so take your cutting and let it scar over a couple days, put it in a pot and just forget about it. Um, put it in a, a partially shaded area with minimal, very minimal water. Um, it takes quite a while to, to root in this time of the year. It might take, um, oh, probably two or three months. They're just, when it's cool out, they kind of shut down. They actually go into a dormancy. So just be patient and forget about it. And then by springtime, you'll have this lovely plant that'll come right into flower the first year. And uh, with a little fertilizer and minimal care, they grow like crazy. Um, a thing that I need to add about the um, plumeria is that they do go dormant. Um, they start to wind down this time of the year. And uh, we just came through the summer and we had good rain. And uh, now we're in the fall. We've had a couple of rains. So it's very natural for the plumeria or frangipani to, um, to get rust all over the leaves. So if your leaves look very blotchy and um, they look, you know, really rough, don't be alarmed. Um, flip up, look on the back side of the leaves. 
and I bet you'll see like this orange powdery substance all over the backs of the leaves. And that's simply rust. Canna lilies get it and many other uh, types of plants get it. Now I would say spray for it. You could use um, like a broad spectrum fungicide. However, the plant will shed its leaves anyway and um, they'll go dormant. So I generally just let all the leaves drop. I don't spray them. The, the plant itself is fine. Um, so just let it go through its process um, and let it uh, shed its leaves and go dormant. So <clears throat> my name's Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm Skyping live from Janae's Tropicals. So, and you are listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. And the station is such a blessing. Love you guys. Um, so, back to plumerias. One, another fun thing about the plumeria is that when it does go dormant, it looks like a big set of antlers. So it's, it's kind of neat looking. So we're coming right into Christmas. You ought to make it, dress it up in your Christmas decor. So they, they do look like antlers. It's a very interesting, um, we'll call it a work of art. So um, you ought to put a big red nose on it, a couple of eyes, a, a hat, and work it right into your Christmas scheme. That's my recommendation for the plumeria this time of the year. So... And as I was saying, so just let it go through the process. Your tree isn't sick. Your tree isn't dying. It's just going dormant. Um, so just uh, let it go. It does not need a lot of water this time of the year. As a matter of fact, one of the, the only ways to kill a plumeria is to give it too much attention. And uh, too much water will uh, definitely wipe it out. You can rot them. Um, easily. So that's my recommendation. Pick yourself up a plumeria. It's great for the seaside. It's a wonderful small flowering tree. It can be used as an accent. You can keep it in a planter. Um, I've even seen them bonsai. I would go with the small, the plumeria pudica for bonsai. Um, you can put them in your conservatory, take them north with you. So the plumeria is a wonderful, wonderful plant for black summers. So this time of the year, as I'm out um, pruning my um, some of my trees, I've noticed a lot of my avocados, especially the choquettes, have fruit all over them. So I am very, very excited. Now is a great time to get your avocado trees planted. And they are so healthy for you. Persia americana, the avocado tree. Um, it's thought to originally have come from tropical America, Central America, and it has been grown for thousands of years. And it is so healthy for you. So if you're going to plant a fruit tree, the, the avocado is a great one to put in um, this time of the year, it's it's very, very easy to grow. Actually, as easy as a citrus tree. It makes it a big, gorgeous tree. Um, it's so healthy for you. 
It uh, has a nice oily, buttery pulp. It's rich in vitamins, A, B, E, um, potassium. It's uh, great for your hair. There's just so many things you can do with the avocado. And we have a fabulous selection at the nursery. And our trees are grafted. They're not grown from seed. Well, the rootstock is from seed, but they are grafted trees. And even a two-foot tree will flower and set fruit. Now, the tree is small, so it won't probably won't hold the fruit. And if the little Charlie Brown tree tries to keep its fruit, it's best to pluck it off the first year or two. But um, the avocado does so well here. And uh, we have many cold-tolerant varieties. So if you're in the northern counties, you also can grow an avocado tree. Um, and I'll throw a few names at you. There's Brogdon, Winter Mexican, Choquette, Lula, Wurt, Day, Florida Haas, the California Haas does well here. Uh, we have all different uh, races of uh, avocados, the Guatemalan, West Indian, Mexican. Uh, typically, the Mexican varieties are more cold tolerant. And um, so I highly recommend that you uh, plant a tree. Come see me today. We have trees anywhere from three feet to about 10 feet. And many, well, several of the trees have fruit on them, depending on the variety. My name is Janae with Janae's Tropicals, and you have a wonderful, blessed Saturday. Have a happy Saturday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.